Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is part three, the conclusion of Evening at the Talk House. All right, and who wants champagne? Oh, me, me, me. I definitely want champagne. Four of them? Big cups? Big glasses? Big. No, no, don't. Fill mine up to the top. Okay. (laughs) This is a big cup for you. (laughs) No, I have something better than champagne. Ooh, what? Come on over here, Nelly. Oh, she's going to sing. Oh, Nelly. Yes. Come on, Nelly. Nelly, come to the piano, please. Come on, Nelly. This is going to be heaven. Started out like a song. We started quiet and slow with no surprise. And then one morning I woke to realize we had a good thing going. It's not that nothing went wrong. Some angry moments, of course, but just a few. And only moments, no more, because we knew we had this good thing going. And if I wanted too much, was that such a mistake at the time? You never wanted enough, all right, tough. That a crime And while it's going along You take for granted Some love will wear away We took for granted a lot And still I say it could have kept on growing instead of just kept on. We had a good thing going, going, Now, I think someone should read at least a few words from the play, just to mark the occasion, as that's why you're all here. Don't you agree, Mr. Robert? Uh, I'm not absolutely sure that I do agree there, Nellie. I, uh, <laughs> well, we've kept a copy in the library, of course. Ah, uh, Now, come along, Mr. Tom, please, uh, for well, me. Read us a speech about the bowl of raspberries. Oh, it's such well, a wonderful speech. Oh, no, 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 I honestly can't. Oh, come Aww. on, Tom, we'd love to hear it. Good. 
but please don't ask me because I haven't looked at that script in 10 years and I'm, I'm the world's worst reader, as Robert can tell you. It's my greatest weakness, really. I'd only embarrass myself and humiliate Robert. Aww. Really, really, I can't. Aww. So, the author himself will have to read. <sighs> I'm afraid that out of respect for the serious writer I used to be, I'm going to have to gracefully decline. Oh. Well, that's awful, really. Well, what about you, Dick? What do you mean, what about me? Why don't you read the speech? <laughs> Come on, Dick. Nellie wants to hear it. Well... You know, it's awfully hard to measure these things, but that might be the worst idea I've heard this year. <laughs> and as it's been a very long evening... No, come on, Dick. It's a great idea. Really? No. It's fine. They it's, don't want to hear... It's yes. fine. You see, look. Look, they're absolutely clamoring. Yeah. 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 Come on, Dick. Come on, Dick. I'll even play the music. Well, in memory of a fine play and of relationships that seemed at one time to hold much promise, I humbly... My friends... The king has spoken. So what can I add to what's been said? I love him and respect him. And it's been an honor to serve him during a moment such as this, when the fate of all we've stood for seemed to be in doubt. And we had no choice but to once again fight for it all with all our strength. Who would have dreamed that the Marmadons, over whom we've ruled for so long with wisdom and forbearance, would seek to plunge a knife into our breast? Or that our former friend, Beltramadon, would ever choose to betray our trust? No matter. Beltramadon lies now on the open slab of stone where I cut him down and ran him through with this humble blade with its wooden hilt. Maggots run back and forth in the wounds I carved into his once mighty body. And so tonight we feast. In the black, enormous pits outside, the golden antelopes have been placed on burning wood, covered in the skins of oranges and lemons, the heavy, pungent herbs, the dark spices, cloves and berries, seeds and silver leaves carried on our bright white ships from far away. 
The meat of the golden antelope, friends, is known by tradition as the warrior's meat. Yet, our great poet has described it as so delicate, so sweet, and so tender that a small child can eat ten dishes of it. And when the antelopes start to crackle on the flames and send forth into the air their delicious, penetrating scent, all the wild dogs for miles around will begin to rush toward us from every corner of the forest. The golden antelope preeminently, of course, is the meat of triumph. And indeed, we dare to say out loud, we've won, my friends, against tremendous odds. We've won. And what an honor for me to be offered this wonderful seat beside the glorious ruler who has secured for every one of us the hope of serenity and the treasures of the earth. And yet, forgive me my king, and forgive me, friends. At this high moment, I beg to take my leave of you. My messengers tell me that across the lake, in the land of Garmor, Queen Amendra finds herself threatened by a murderous tribe. She needs my help. So, tomorrow morning, I must set out on another journey. I must rest. I won't be staying for this marvelous feast. Instead, instead, I'm going home to sit alone by my own fire. And while all of you taste the intoxicating flesh of the golden antelope, I shall sit in my armchair with a bowl of raspberries, which will offer me more than sustenance enough to carry me happily into a long, untroubled sleep. My dear companions, may you long continue to protect each other and take delight in each other while I head out down my separate path. Uh. Yes, indeed. Wonderful. Damn, I never did the speech that well. Never. That brings it all back. 
Thank you so much, Dick. Well, thank you all very much. So, shall we all have some dessert and coffee in the library? Oh, Why yeah. not? That's a good oh, idea. Coffee. Oh, yeah. I know. That's a good idea. Good to More know, food. Tom. Keep That's us good. posted. I'll clean up in here, Nellie. Good. Good. And I'll, uh, I'll keep you company. Oh, that's nice. Here, have another drink. Uh, thank you. Thanks. And I guess I'll have one myself, won't I? Hmm. You know, I'm so worried about Dick. I don't know how much longer he's going to be allowed to live. I mean, everyone's obviously incredibly tolerant of him because everyone really loved that show. It was such a great show, but at a certain point, people do lose patience. I mean, everyone loved Jose's show, too, but that only helped Jose up to a certain point. Jose? What do you mean? What happened to Jose? You don't know about it? No. What do you mean? Well, you remember his best friend on the show was the neighbor Ned, played by Renfield Matthews, and you remember that Renfield and Jose were together for years back in the old days, and they always remained incredibly close friends. And Renfield was so devoted to Jose. He would have done anything for Jose. But still, at a certain moment, Renfield just decided that things had reached that point, and he got together this group of eight or ten people who'd all really loved Jose over all those years, and they went to his apartment, and, well, they were really rough with him. You know, they cut him with knives, and I mean very brutal cuts. Oh, Oh, I hadn't... And then they took him out into the street in front of all of his neighbors and killed him. My goodness, I didn't know. My God. (sighs) So what do they finally do? Shoot him? Oh, no. No, they hanged him. A terrible hanging. One of the worst. Here, let's have another. You see, the difficulty about Dick is that Dick's show was so long ago that the younger people have never even heard of it, really. Uh, So that's very unhelpful for Dick. And then you see, unfortunately, after the show, Dick didn't do anything. I mean, by the time we all knew him, he was doing absolutely nothing, you see. I mean, I saw him once or twice in a Baldwin play. Bob Baldwin liked him, but very small parts, nothing anyone would remember. Right, right. And of course, my problem with Dick was just that I never thought he was a very good actor. That was my problem from the beginning. I mean, I hate to say it because I know that you're fond of him, But that's just the way I always felt. Maybe it wasn't even his acting. I don't know. I just never enjoyed watching him, I have to say. He wasn't terribly likable, I always felt. I didn't particularly like him, you see? Well, so much depends on the roles a person is offered. He... I mean... Obviously, Dick was great on his show. He was so good as Chico. So, so the- you see, I didn't think he was really that good. I'm sorry, but I didn't. I mean, that, you know, that smile, that Chico smile. A lot of people found that so charming, but I didn't, I must say. I thought it was just an awful smile. I mean, I suppose I'm saying that I happen to find him quite, quite unappealing. Was it his appearance, his personality? I'm really not sure. I didn't enjoy him, I have to say. Hmm. 
Really? Hmm. I mean, I know you like him. And I must say, he read that speech tonight very well. He did. I mean, he always had some sort of flair, of course. He had something. I'm not saying that he had no talent at all, but I just never thought he was a very good actor. And every time I watched that show, I honestly thought to myself, well, I think this whole show would be a good deal funnier if they had someone else playing the part of Chico. Chico was always the weak link to me. Was Dick just not very believable somehow? Or or was it the way he played him? Chico came off as not terribly sincere. I don't know. No, but I certainly didn't have that feeling, yes, I really want to see more of this person. Watching him is fun. I love to watch him. Sure, I get it. I mean, obviously, Ralph Hurst is the one who made the show. Oh, sure, obviously. That's why people watch the show. Ralph and Hannah. Right, right. And I'm not sure I see the point of Nellie letting Dick stay here overnight at the talk house. Do you? Seriously? I mean, to be very honest, I worry about Nellie. It doesn't look that great. Quite a few people would actually be repelled by her doing that, you know. By her doing what? Oh, you mean... Well, I mean, isn't it a statement? Like, 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 I think Dick is a person whom I admire a great deal, and that's why I'm letting him live at the club? Well, he doesn't live here. He's staying here for a few nights, but he doesn't live here. He doesn't? No. Well, where does he live then? He lives in his own apartment. So Nellie is sort of hiding him then from the people who beat him. What? Well, isn't that what you're saying? Hiding him? You think she's hiding him? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Look. She's taking care of him for a few days. No one is hiding anyone. He isn't hidden. He's right upstairs. He's not living at his own address is all I'm saying. A person's friends ought to be able to know where he is. And I wonder if his friends are aware that he happens to be here. That's the point that I'm trying to make. It's not all that complicated. You mean... I mean you see, if somebody went to his apartment to find him... Uh, would there be any indication there that he happens to be here? Well, I really don't know. I No, you see, and that's my point. Because it's bad enough that he's here in the first place, but it should at least be clear that no one is keeping him here because they don't want people to know where he is. Do you know what I mean? So 
So someone ought to at least leave some sort of very clear notification over at his apartment, wherever the hell that is, that would state very clearly that if you're looking for Dick, you can find him here. Yes, that's... That's a good idea. I see what you mean. Because otherwise you run into that whole question. Is Nellie hiding him? Yes, right. Because that'd be... All right, look. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I owe you an apology. I'm very sorry. Ted called. He said you all wanted to come over here, and I just thought, what a nice idea. Then I talked to Nellie. She was totally delighted. We just got terribly excited about the idea of Tom and you coming to the club. We just didn't think. The fact that Dick was here, we didn't even think about it. It didn't cross our minds. That may seem... Hard to believe, but it's the truth. And we behaved like idiots, complete idiots, and we should never have let you come here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What are you saying? Dick, you, in the same building? Bad idea. Bad. Bad. Don't be ridiculous. You're an important person now. You're a public person. And Tom, my God, I must have been completely out of my mind. No one should see either of you here in the same building as someone like Dick. I mean... That sort of thing wouldn't even occur to Nellie, but I should have thought of it. It's it's completely my fault. It's, Jane, it's- Jane, stop. See, you're almost insulting me now. I'm angry at you for even thinking like this. It was not a mistake to have us here. I'm, I'm not remotely concerned about being seen with Dick. I'll walk down the street holding hands with Dick. It doesn't bother me at all. Dick is a completely harmless, pitiful person. And I'm sure that absolutely everybody knows that, and I don't think for a minute that anyone is the least bit worried about Dick. His friends were worried. They beat him up. Oh, they, they Don't be silly. They gave him a warning. That means nothing. Just calm down. Everything, everything is fine. God... You are such a hypocrite. How disgusting. How nauseating. (laughs) Yes, you're very dishonest. I remember that now. Really? Do you? You see, I only remember the physical things. I only remember the way it felt when we... Only the physical things... I said I remember the physical things, you know. Do you, do you remember the, the the physical experiences that we had? Do you remember the sexual experiences that we that we had? Do no, you? I don't. You don't remember? You don't remember the way it felt when we? No, I'm sorry, I don't. You're lying, obviously. Will you please stop it? Because for me, you see, they were they were very important experiences. They were. They were great for me, just great, extraordinary. As a matter of fact, when I think about my life, you know, when I look back on For my God's life, sake, will you please stop? It's been so many years. So many years since I've touched another person in that way. Oh my God, what 
possible benefit do you think I would get from thinking about all of that? Do you think I would enjoy reminiscing about the times when I... Ugh, yuck. Yuck. Ugh. I feel so cold. I feel so sick. I am so ready to die now. I am so ready and I am so bored just waiting here month after month after month and everybody else is begging to live and I am just begging, please, get me out of here, please, please. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm totally involved in targeting too since everyone is talking about it. I thought it was supposed to be something absolutely secret. I guess I was wrong about that, too, since it's apparently everybody's favorite topic of conversation. Yes, I do it every afternoon. I'm good at it, I guess. Every afternoon, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. It's, it's totally sickening. It's totally boring. But Nellie can hardly pay me enough to cover my laundry. The talk house is broke, I'm sorry to tell you. Of course, I'd much rather be working on a show... I'd greatly prefer to be working on a show, but I've completely given up hope of that. I'm just not that funny, and I know that Rudolph doesn't find me attractive, and people used to say that Chuck did find me attractive, but I know that Chuck is nothing these days. Everybody says he's absolutely nothing. Believe me, he's hardly doing any better than you are yourself. He's still sitting in that great big office, but he's utterly ignored. He can't help you at all, no matter... How attractive he thinks you are. Yes, that's what I just said. Obviously, I find you attractive. I always have. But I haven't been able to help you either, as you very well know. Rudolph simply won't allow it. It doesn't matter. I honestly don't care. I'm... I'm past all that. Now... I need to kiss you. <laughs> I would have liked to help you. Right. You said that. I think... I think you're attractive. And I think you're funny. And I honestly think you have talent as an actress. But you haven't been successful. And... And that's terrible, really. And, and the murdering and the targeting. I, I hate to see you doing all that. I wish I could help you. I, I'm going to try to find you at least a, a, a small part, something that Rudolph wouldn't have to no. approve. Because, no. because when it comes to Rudolph... No, I don't bother. Seriously, please. Really, don't. You only make yourself look like an idiot, and I don't care how small the part is. Rudolph is going to step in and say no, so it won't do me any good, and it won't do you any good. No one can get me on any show at all because fucking Rudolph doesn't like me, and that's that. If I were a bit funnier, I might have had a chance on Henry's show because Henry liked me. He told me flat out, I really like you, but you're not quite funny enough to be on the show. Oh, what an ass he is. I think you're very funny. And if I had control of our show, I swear to God, I would... The only thing I'd like, what, what would really please me, would be, would be to be dead. That I would like. That I would love. That's, 
that's what I think about. I want to be dead. I, ju I just think that all the time. I want to be dead. I want to be dead. Do you seriously not remember the sexual thing? Of course I remember it. But it doesn't make me happy to think about it now. It doesn't make me happy to think about playing in the park with my mother, either. I don't want to think about things like that. You don't get pleasure from reliving the past? For me, it's the greatest pleasure in life. The past was great, and I love to think about it. Well, you're very lucky. Right. I'm sorry. So when you say... When you say, I'd like to be dead... I mean, do you... Yes. <laughs> yes, thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I honestly don't know if I have what it takes to kill myself. I've thought it all through all the different ways, and I always imagine my instincts stopping me at the last moment. I don't want them to, but... Right, right, yes. I mean, to be absolutely frank... What I dream about is the possibility of just walking out of the talk house late one night, walking down the street, and without my even noticing it, having someone shoot me in the back of the neck. One shot in just the right place. I mean, don't tell me yes or no, but if you happen to have the ability to make that happen, I'd be very grateful. You know, they did that to Arnold. It happened to Arnold, and it happened to Winnie. And they finally did it to Allison last year. But obviously, those are pretty important people. You know, they're public figures, really. I and mean, Arnold was, certainly. And I am way down there. No one knows who I am, so it's hard for me to imagine that they'd well, well, even... Come on. come on now. I mean, I mean, you're not completely unknown. I mean... Mouse Chatter certainly had some kind of following. There are definitely people who would know you from that. Oh, no, please, no. not that same story. No, it, it is on. not the same story. It is, they all have the it, same punchline. I just line. made it up. You never Mesopotamia. Nelly, Nelly, you, <laughs> Nelly, you wonderful creature. We've had a, a great evening here, and we just all loved it. Oh, well, thank you, dear. You should come here more often, all of you, really. And, you, you know, really, Mr. Robert, I'm sure some of the people from your show would like it here, too. Huh. Oh, excuse me. Well, yes, Nellie's right, absolutely. Some of the people from your show would have a great time here, I think. I mean, I've never met him, obviously. But wouldn't Timmy Barrett, for example, like the atmosphere oh. here? He seems <laughs> like... Oh, such an interesting and sort of refined person. <laughs> Timmy Barrett. That's refined. Mm. Timmy Barrett? Yeah. Uh, a refined person? Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's a misconception about Timmy Barrett. Let me tell you, Timmy Barrett is one of the filthiest barnyard animals you'll ever meet. Oh, in your life. Yeah, that's <laughs> Timmy, Timmy Barrett is like a, some sort of uh, a, a tiny head sitting on top of an, uh, an enormous dick. No, oh, <laughs> you don't want Timmy Barrett having dinner at the talk house. No, you don't want that. Oh, all right, stop, stop. Yeah. I guess, I guess, <coughs> well, I guess, uh, 
I guess Timmy Barrett wasn't a good idea, was he? <laughs> as ev- as everyone always says, you can never sure. guess an actor's real personality from watching him play a character, uh, can you? Certainly not. No, no. not really. No, no, no you can't. Really. No, you certainly can't. Except in the case of Tom, of course. What? Yeah, Tony's a lovely guy, and so is Tom. Aren't you, Tom? Uh, I'm not sure. I can't remember anymore. <laughs> Well, let's all drink to a lovely guy. Lovely guy. Thank you. Thank you. Do you know the funny thing about Timmy Barrett? What? He was here last night. He was... What? Yes. He was here last night, and, and he was so sensitive and kind, and we had the most wonderful conversation. He was here? Yes. And, oh, and he was imitating that hilarious sound that Daphne Albright made, remember? <laughs> he, was, he was going, It <laughs> 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 was so funny. <laughs> I don't, what? Excuse me. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, now we know what Timmy does on his nights off. <laughs> 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 Hey, 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 you want to hear a funny story about Timmy? Timmy? Sure, sure, why not? Why not? Okay. Uh, not really. Uh, well, uh, the first part of the story isn't really that bad. Pardon me, excuse me, excuse me. Nellie? Uh, Nellie? Nellie? Well, I don't even know if I want to tell you the second part. What's going on with Oh, my God. She's... What? Nellie. She's... Matthew Broderick. And then, into that milky moonlight, people would stride, with glinting and flashing swords and maces, tall, gorgeous people in flowing robes of blue and red. Jill Eikenberry. So yes, we do take care of certain people occasionally, when someone needs to be kept cozy and comfortable. John Epperson. And then he and I started calling all the people we'd known back then and saying, come on over, we're all here. Michael Tucker. Some of us have to go to bed at night. It's not as if we're singing songs somewhere else. Claudia Shear. Yes, but you see, my club's more exclusive. No one can join but me. Larry Pine. But anyway, Jane, how are you doing these days? Why don't you sit down with us here and tell us what you've been up to for all these years? Annapurna Sri Ram. You know, I was on that show, Mouse Chatter, for quite a while. I mean, I only had a very small part, but that was great. Wallace Shawn. My friends, the king has spoken. So what can I add to what's been said? Evening at the Talk House was written by Wallace Shawn. This audio drama was based on the original U.S. production, directed by Scott Elliott for the new group in New York. 
The podcast adaptation was directed and produced by Pike Malinowski. Assistant director, Marie Masters. Original music by John Epperson. Additional music, mixing, and sound design by Bart Warshaw. Lital Malad and I were executive producers. Thanks so much for listening. For Intercepted, I'm Jeremy Scahill. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.